0: Get down
1: Good morning. I hope everyone's doing good this morning. I want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today at Community Life Church on the first non-raining day, I guess at this point and forever, right? I mean, I am so excited to have a nice, clear Sunday morning. My name is Scott Vernon I'm the lead pastor here at Community Life, and it is an honor to have you. Whether you're here in the building or joining us online, I'm telling you, today's service is awesome. So get your hearts ready for something just incredible. Uh, you guys ready for a great service? All right, I invite you, if you will, to stand. And um, we're going to start off by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that Tammy is preaching. I'm excited about that, which means I'm going to lead worship. You're not excited? I'm kidding. No, we're not. doing. No, 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 no. That would be a YouTube moment. Um, so, man, I'm just excited. And she, she uh, led that first service, and it just was killer. So get ready. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you. And God, it's amazing. It's amazing when we gather together, Lord, the work that you do inside of our lives. Sometimes we're, we miss the point and we say, God, we welcome you into this place. The truth is you've been brooding over and preparing this atmosphere for the work that you wanna do inside of our lives. And so, so I just pray, God, for all of us today that we know the things that are inside of our hearts, and we just ask that, God, you have your way. Allow us to be open and receptive to the word that you're gonna speak to us. And Lord, I know that there are people here that have been dealing with things for years, many years, dozens of years, they've been carrying issues. And I believe that today we're gonna get some keys that will offer us freedom in the midst of the struggles that we're walking through. So God, we raise our expectations in light of the God that is all-powerful, all-knowing. God, you're so incredible. We lean into you today. We love you. We trust you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Good morning. Man, we are so glad you guys are here with us this morning. Um, this sermon series that we're in, this this awestruck sermon series, it's been so much fun uh, planning worship for uh, for these next couple of weeks because we get to focus in on those cool, awesome things about God that leave us awestruck. Things like His greatness, His goodness, uh, His power and strength, and His love for us, and and uh, His His kingship over our lives. All those things that you know tend to just floor us. We you know we get to focus in on that and uh, and pick songs that that really highlight those things. Uh, so the first one that we got for you today is uh, is one that we've dusted off. We haven't played it in a long time, um, but we really enjoyed uh, getting getting to play this one again. I know it's one that uh, that you guys will all know well. So I just encourage you to uh, to allow worship to just be a uh, a natural response to uh, to that confrontation with those wonderful things of God. Amen. All right. Never let us down. We love you so much. We thank you just for this time we have this morning, God, to refocus our hearts, anchor ourselves into truth. You are Jesus, the word of truth come to life, and we thank you for showing us the way, guiding us in all things, and even in just the the midst of our struggles, our trials, our pain, or our triumphs and victories, We can trust that you're good and we don't always understand what you're doing and why you're doing it, but you are God and we are not. And you love and we try. But thank you for the example and thank you for the sacrifice, Jesus, that you've made for us. Pray this morning that your Holy Spirit would just open our eyes further, would soften our hearts more, just to be more in awe of you, God what you've done, of what you do, that you are active, that you are present, that you care, that you are here, that you are with us, things that we can hold on to when we know of nothing else. We thank you so much just for the freedom to be here, the freedom to worship together, to be encouraged by one another, to know that we are not alone. We love you so much. We thank you. We pray all this in the mighty, mighty, mighty name of Jesus and all God's people said, amen. Can we lift a shout of praise, church, this morning? Thank you all for being here. Um, Before you grab a seat, if you would, just say hello to somebody around you. Welcome them to CLC, and we'll jump in this morning.
1: We are so excited about the Awestruck series, but first let me welcome you again, and just thank you for joining us today at Community Life Church. Um, You know, I, I say this every week, and I don't ever want it to be repetitive, we are so grateful that you have decided to take the time today to be in church or to join us online. There are a million, thousand, billion other places that you could be, and uh, it means the world to us that you would spend time here with us on a Sunday and that you would dive into your faith and dive into Scripture. So, so thank you for, for joining us today. Uh, my name is Scott Barino, and I'm the lead pastor here at Community Life, and it, it's, an, it's an honor to have you here. At Community Life, we love God, we love our neighbor, and we believe that our mission is to connect people to Jesus because we believe— that Jesus is the source of life. And so our hope is that once you grab a hold of that source of life, that you never turn loose, but then also you help everybody else grab a hold of that source of life. And, and if there's anything we can do to stand alongside you, um, please, please, please let us know. Um, it would be the high honor of our lives to be able to do that um, through whatever it is that you're walking through. So, um, so just a couple quick announcements, and then I'm going to turn it over to the boss, and I'm going to let her have this stage. It's hers anyways, right? You own it. And no, it's not yours. Okay. So, uh, I'm excited about this message. She did so good in that first service, and I can't wait for y'all to hear this. What's that? Don't be building. Don't be building. Okay, all right, I got it. I'm See, I'm a good listener. Um, so, a couple quick announcements, and then we're going to jump into the message. So, as you know, if you've been here for a couple weeks... Heading into the fall, um, because of the growth and because of the things that we're experiencing, we're going to go to three full services um, starting on August 6th. And so as a result, we need to bolster our volunteer team. So what I've been doing is talking about some different opportunities for you to jump in and for you to serve. And you guys have been doing that. You're finding those areas that you feel that God has called you to be a part of And so today, I just want to lift up a couple more for you to consider, um, as we're heading towards August, so we can get you trained up, get you ready, and get you deployed. Um, And really, the areas of focus today are children and youth. And so, as Kristen is adding another full service, we're going to have three services: 8:30, 10, and 11:30. She needs to add a whole new wave of of teachers to be there with the students. And so, she's doing two things coming up real soon on um, July 9th and July 12th. So on July 9th, we are having a shadow Sunday. So if you want to know either what it would look like to serve, or if you're a parent and you want to see what children's ministry looks like, um, you can register and you can shadow along in a class as we go through that Sunday morning. And so I encourage you to do that. The only thing you need to know is that you have to register because everybody that we're going to put in children's ministry is background checked, so we need to go ahead and get your information so we can make sure that whoever we're putting back there is okay to be back there. I think that's fair, right? Um, And then the other one on July 12th, this is how Kristen knows to draw in the guys. It's called um, Taco About Ministry. Is that what it is? Yeah, let's taco about ministry. She knows that the way to our hearts is through our stomach and especially tacos. So on July 12th, if you want to find out, she is going to be um, serving, to, not her, but her team is going to be serving tacos. And uh, they're going to give you all the information you need to know, but they'll get you trained up and get you ready to go. And serving here in children's ministry, they set up everything for you. They prepare it for you up and you just have a small section of the morning because they have large group. They ro- rotate the children around. So it's not like we give you 60 kids and you have to survive for an hour. Amen. You know, some of y'all are like, oh, thank you, God. Although you probably worry about it that way, but we're going to coach you. I'm going let you know about that. And then the other area of ministry is our youth ministry, and it's fabulous. Working with middle schoolers, working with high schoolers, they face a lot of challenging things in school. Amen. And you get an opportunity to stand alongside them in this. And so we're looking for small group leaders, for volunteers to greet them, to help them sign up and get ready for a Sunday morning. So if that speaks to your heart in the lobby on the way out today, um, you can go ahead and sign up for either one of those. Amen? Okay, so we are in a series called Awestruck. And it really is an opportunity for us to look at those areas or those attributes of God that when you think about them, You're awestruck. What does it mean for God to be all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-present? Like, we we can't even comprehend what that looks like when we process it through. And and so we're going to take three weeks, and we're going to talk about each and every one of those areas. And here's the unique thing. Um, The three teachers for this series, Tammy's going to cover today. Um, Kristen is going to teach next week, and Kat is going to teach in the third week, and I'm so excited about it because I get to hear them teach, I get to work with them all week long, but as communicators, they're all fabulous, and they bring something to the table that I don't even bring to the table. So looking forward to going through and studying this. And the scripture that we're using um, in this series is Psalm 139, and it's a psalm of David. And Tammy's going to give you the context on it here in just a moment. But it's a psalm of David, and um, just to kind of set up the series, I want you to know what's going on in the psalm, because if there's one thing that you need to know about me as a preacher is I hate taking verses out of context. So I want you to know the verse in its context, because I believe that when you do, It offers you something in life that will help you today. And so what David does is he starts the psalm off by talking about those three big attributes of God, the all-knowing, all-present, and all-powerful God. But then he shifts gears in verse 19, and he prays this prayer that's insane. I'm going to tell you, it's the craziest prayer you'll ever hear anyone pray, let alone David. And uh, so when, you, when we read it here in a second, I want you to just try to wrap your mind around how can someone actually pray this? Like you're saying, are you allowed to pray something like that? This is why these series are important, so that you can go and you can understand and maybe realize the undergirding that David had when he said these words. But here's the point I want you to catch. All of us are praying about something. All of us have an area of life that we're thinking about and that we're contemplating. And knowing the big three attributes of God will help you to understand how God can lead you through that moment. Amen? So listen to this prayer. In verse 19, it's hard to hold a microphone and a Bible at the same time. Here we go. In verse 19, David shifts gears and and check out this prayer. He says, oh, that you would kill the wicked, O God, and that the bloodthirsty would depart from me. Those who speak of you maliciously and lift themselves up against you for evil. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? Check out verse 22. I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Could you even imagine uttering those words to God? David does. The greatest psalmist of all time, he pushes those words out there. But listen to what he follows those words up with. This is so important. Verses 23 and 24. He says, "Search me, O God, and know my heart, test me and know my thoughts, see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the, in the way everlasting." So he says, "God, deal with my enemies, get rid of them. I hate them with a perfect hatred. But if I'm wrong, move me to the place to where I need to be. Can you see the pliability of David's heart and why it's so important to respond in such a way? And so with that. I turn it over to the one that I love in this world most, my beautiful wife, Tammy. Can you give her a big round of applause? (laughs)
3: Love you. Thank you, Scott, for sharing your podium with us, and I'm not even using your podium, so. Um, good morning, so excited. The girls were uh, honored that um, Scott would allow us to, to to teach and we are super excited. I love the book of Psalms. It's my favorite book of the whole Bible, so I was really excited that um, we get to preach from Psalm 139 today. This Psalm is written by David, not the young shepherd boy David. You can tell from the words as you read it that this is a mature David. It's a David who had experienced brokenness, a king who knew victory, he knew defeat, he even knew moral failure, and he gets it. He comes to this long, he spends this lifelong journey following following God, and he finally understands. He knows his worth. He knows that he is loved and fully known by our creator. So as we read through the first part of this psalm this morning, we're going to learn about one of those attributes, God's omniscience, and it's just a big fancy word meaning all knowing, but I'm going to read another definition as well. The omniscience of God is the belief that God possesses complete and perfect knowledge of all things, including the past, the present, and the future. So as we read this together this morning, um, in my heart, as I was praying for you this week, what I want you to be able to take away, it may sound very simple, but I promise you it's way more complex than it sounds, and that is that God knows me. That God sees me and God loves me anyway. Uh, On the He loves me anyway, can I get an amen on that part? (laughs) We all know. (laughs) We all know. Scott was talking about David's prayer at the end, and so we see uh, David get to the end of this Psalm and he's struggling and he's saying these words, um, God, I hate my enemies with the perfect hate. And yet he grabs a hold of one thing that I think is the key to this entire chapter and that's his heart condition. The place of vulnerability found in those last verses where he was able to say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Um, we, we, we get angry, we pray all kinds of things, right? And uh, God is not threatened by that. Um, but at the end of the day, I think the, mo- the most important thing is that our hearts are right and we're able to say this prayer that David said, uh, God, not not my path, not my way, but lead me to your ways, your, the way everlasting. These verses show us that David's relationship with God was built over time. It was one that was built of trust. You don't arrive to this place of vulnerability without trust, right? We, we don't just go around opening up our hearts and sharing everything with, with people. We have, There's a level of trust and accountability. And that's where David was in this passage. He gives God an invitation to search his heart. And Lord, here's how I feel. Here's what I'm going through, but... Search me. If you see anything that's wicked, anything that's wrong and not right about my prayer, then lead me to your ways. As Scott was saying this morning, he was struggling and his thoughts and words were harsh, but I love that his heart and his intent was right. So as we look at this passage, it helps us to um, process the entire Psalm 139 in context by understanding that David is writing this from a place of vulnerability and trust with God. So we're gonna jump in Psalm 139, verse one through six. And I'm gonna start by reading verses one through three. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You search out my path and my lying down. And are acquainted with all of my ways. Uh, In our planning meeting, you guys have heard uh, Scott talk about this on Tuesday mornings. We meet as a staff and we get together. And so after I finished reading it, Clint said, oh, uh, this was David's oh crud moment. (laughs) You know that moment where you are like, "Uh uh-oh, God knows everything about me. (laughs) This might be trouble. We can tell from the context of these first few lines that David has been on a life Long journey with God, especially the line that says, You discern my thoughts from far away. This is something that happens when you really know somebody a sibling, a best friend, a spouse. Now, I have two people in my life um, that can get me in more trouble than anything. And number one, sorry, sis, if you're watching, is my sister. Uh, If you have a sibling, you know, it's like one look, right? Because you've got all this history together. So I don't even, we don't even have to say anything, especially if it's something funny. I can't even, I can't. I just can't even look at her because she's gonna lose it and then I'm gonna lose it and we're all both gonna get in trouble. The other person is my husband, Scott. Uh, Y'all know, as, as a comedian, he's a very funny guy. Um, And we've been married for 27 years now. He is my best friend, I love him with all my heart. It gets better as the years go on, it's awesome. Um, But he is my best friend, we're coming up on 28 years together and there is no one, no one in this world that can discern my thoughts from far away like my husband. We'll, we will be at home on a, you know, on a Saturday, Saturday or a rare day off and um, sitting around. And there's probably a million things that I need to be doing. But I'll get this idea that I want to start a new project. And, um, and I'll walk in the door and before, I don't even have to ask. Like I don't have to say a word. And he sees me coming, and he's like, I, I, stop right there. I see it. Like, what are you trying to drag me into today? Add it to the honey-do list, and let's talk about it later, not on my day off. Can I get any, any amens on that one? Yeah. I figured that was the case. The words searched in that very first line, Oh, Lord, you have searched me and know me. The Hebrew word for that is, okay, and I worked really hard to get this right, Ha care, ha care. Now, when I was practicing this week, Scott was behind me driving me crazy. He was like, Kaka, Kaka. And I'm like, You are gonna mess me up. It's ha care, not Kaka. This is a funny story, um, a little off subject, but I have to tell it because it's really funny. We were out one day at the mall and there's this lady and she was go- running I'm not I'm not making this up. She was walking around the mall and she was like "kaka kaka." And Scott says, "What what are you doing, ma'am? Can I ask what you're doing?" And she said, "I'm looking for my husband." And that's our sign. That's our call. And if I say "kaka kaka," he knows and he'll hear me, and then he's going to come and sure enough we found him later and they she found him. That was that was the call. <laughs> So going back to this word, <laughs> ha-care, a verb meaning to seek, to examine, to investigate. If you use the Blue Letter Bible app, which I highly recommend, it's such a helpful tool when you're studying, do, and you do some research on this specific verb, there's a reference to something that's pretty cool. It says that this word, ha-care, is pulling away the dirt, digging, so that you can see the roots. Now think about that in reference to God and the searching that he does in us. It's not just what he sees, but he digs away the dirt. He knows everything. He digs and he can see really what's going on. And that's the kind of searching that David was talking about. And I find this part curious because if God already knows everything about me, why then would he need to search me and investigate my heart? Anybody in here like whodunit movies and shows? Anybody? I love them. An investigation takes place when there's information that needed. A crime happens, the team comes in. When you're trying to discover the truth, they need answers, so they open this this investigation. But doesn't God already know the truth about me? Why would he need to search for an answer that he already knows? And so the conclusion that I came up with was that The searching is for our benefit, not his. The searching that God does in us, he already knows me. He already knows the end result. He already knows the answer. So the searching he does is for the relationship. It's for me. It's so that uh, he continues to search and dig. When he digs, then if I'm listening, then I have an opportunity for growth in my life. He desires a relationship with me. He desires a relationship with you. And so he never gives up on us. Isn't that good news? That God never gives up on us. Even though he knows the outcome, he continues to prod and search. And he makes room for our mistakes because he knows that there has only been one that was ever perfect. And so he just continues to allow those those, uh, lessons to do their work inside of us. So we're gonna continue reading starting at verse four. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. So the first part of this is similar. The first part we read earlier is similar to verse two when David writes, you discern my thoughts from far away because now he's saying, okay, so God discerns my thoughts from far away, but he even knows a word Uh, Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, Lord. And look how beautiful this is because God knows my thoughts. God knows my words. And what else does he know? My heart. It's all three and they work together our thoughts, our words. And that remember that prayer uh, that, that Scott was talking about where David is praying to, to kill his enemies and he's saying, I, I hate them with the perfect hate. And although we don't understand that, um, the, the most important thing uh, to learn is that David did get to the right conclusion, right? He got to that place that says, okay, I think I'm justified, God, but still search my heart, still know who I am and make sure that I'm right. Maybe that's why he follows uh, with that next line. You hem me in, behind, and before. You see, David's understanding of God's guidance and direction was needed. Now think about our lives. How often do we have thoughts that need to be directed? How often do we have words that are about to come off of our tongue that need God's guidance all the time, right? Right? If we said things that we thought and we just never had any hesitation, we would damage a lot of people, the people that we love the most. He knows what's in our heart, our intent. The importance of that in our lives is when we listen to God, when we listen to the Holy Spirit um, and we have a relationship with him, then we can allow his hand to guide us because there's that willingness. There's that surrender that says, um, God, I, I can't control everything. I know I'm human. I know I make mistakes, but ultimately, Lord, would you please guide me? Would you please direct me? And then the line that says, and lay your hand upon me, Anybody know what a southern spanking is? <laughs> not a Florida spanking. <laughs> no, a, a good old southern spanking. Well, I got a lot of them growing up. From a generation who really knew how to do it well, unfortunately. And I, and, and I, and I probably do. I'm, I'm sure I deserve most of them. Hi, Mom. <laughs> um, this lay your hand upon me is not the same thing. It's not what that is talking about. The word in Hebrew for this is pronounced sheath, which means to set or put your hand upon me. And a better understanding of that word is to appoint me. It's more of a blessing. And it's easy to see when followed by that line you hem me in. How many of you know that God's guidance and direction when we we take time to listen is a blessing? right? He can keep us from things. Doesn't mean, uh, David isn't saying that nothing bad will ever happen, but rather that God is always there to guide us and lead us through it in this journey. Verse six, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. And I put my, here we go. This right here. This phone (laughs) that we have all over the world, if you go to other countries, people from all around, everyone has a phone, young kids, um, everyone has phones. We can pick up our phones and we can understand in a world that consumes knowledge, and especially now even with AI in the mix, artificial intelligence, more than ever before, in seconds, we can find any information, you name it, any information, good and bad, we can find on our phones, we can make anything, Uh, we can get on Amazon. Don't listen, Scott. We can order anything that fast. We can repair anything. It can be used to help us, but here's the thing, our humanity and our desire for more knowledge can be very dangerous. It It can lead to extreme evil, We see that with technology. We see that um, uh, with uh, theft, identity theft and trafficking and so many very, very evil and real things in the world. Knowledge like power is something that man will always crave. Since the very beginning of creation, it goes all the way back, doesn't it, to Adam and Eve in the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Genesis chapter 2. Here's Satan telling them, oh, no, you're not going to die. That's not what God meant, right? And they had a desire, that craving, that longing for, for, power, for knowledge to be like God. And because of that, they just couldn't help themselves. And so then when sin entered, it wasn't a physical death. It was probably way worse than that. When sin entered, that was the death they had to leave this this innocence, this beautiful relationship that they had to freely walk in the garden with God. Sin entered. Thank God it didn't stop there. Amen. Thank God that we have Jesus and he opens up a a new world for us. You see, no human, no matter how much you may love or trust them, no computer, no technology, although it does know our patterns. Thank you, Alexa. Alexa could ever know you and love you the way that God does. So think about this. David didn't have access to the knowledge that we have today, nor did he have the fulfillment of God's love through Jesus Christ, which we have right now. We can sit here and call on the name of Jesus anywhere, in the car, alone in in the middle of you name it and we have access to the father what a beautiful thing think of the access and the knowledge that we have through scriptures just the just the fact that we can get online and we can research and study and have the full gospel and know have have all these references about the Hebrew word and David didn't have access to all of those things And yet he still understood that there is no way to comprehend God's omniscience and no way to truly grasp the way that God cares for us and knows us. And yet he was awestruck by God. He said his awestruck moment is that line that says, it is so high, I cannot attain it. We should be in more awe of God than David was because every single day, we can call on him, we can have a relationship with him. We know the outcome, we have heaven, we we have all of these beautiful things, and that is awestruck, that that should make us praise and sing and be in awe of our creator. Psalm 139 reminds us of those those three and simple, um, yet very complex things that I was talking about. The first being that God knows me, How many people would you say really and truly know you? So just think about it for a second. How many? The real you. Not the go to church, life group, Bible study you. Not the professional you. Not the good parent or the grandparent, good grandparent you. I'm talking about stopped dead in traffic on 98, someone cuts in front of you, kids are in the back seat screaming, now they've spilt stuff everywhere, and you can't stop because if you stop, you're gonna be late for church. Anybody ever been there? When my kids were real little, like it feels like all the time, maybe some of you were there this morning. That you, when life seems unjust or unexpected, that you, I think we can agree that there probably aren't too many people who really, really know us that well. But here's the thing, and this is my awestruck moment, that God not only knows what I do, but he knows the why behind every single thing that I do. And that is beautiful. And the reason I say it's so beautiful, even in my failures, even in my insecurities, even in my fears, because every poor choice we make doesn't come from an evil place. It doesn't come from an evil intent, not every single decision we make. We find ourselves in situations all the time, but the intent of our heart. So thank God for his omniscience to know and look beyond the stupid mistakes I'm making at the time, look way beyond that and say, I know the intent of Tammy's heart and continue doing his work inside of me. That is an awestruck moment. He knows my past. He knows my present, my future. He knows my rising. He knows my falling. He knows me better than I know me. Nothing compares to his knowledge about me and for me. And the second thing is that God sees me. Now, I'm not talking about the, hey, girl, I saw you at that party last night. Mm-hmm. Is that where you were supposed to be? Mm, I don't think so. No, God sees us. He really, really sees us. It's not about the decisions. He sees beyond those things. Remember that word, ha care, or as God would like to say, ha ha. God pulls the dirt away to examine the roots. He truly, truly sees us. And David knew that. He had a, an awareness of that, that God would just continue to search for our benefit. What a, what a beautiful thought. He he already knows what he's going to find, and he wants a relationship anyway. He loves us anyway. He never gives up. So my question to all of us this morning is, what response will we have to God in return? Will we have that same response that David had at the end of this prayer? And then the last thing, God loves me anyway. God loves us in spite of ourselves, We're not gonna wake up one day and all of a sudden God's like, I I just can't. Like, what in the world is she doing? What what are they doing? Look at that, look at that brat over there throwing a tantrum. I'm done, I'm out. We have the confidence to know that's never gonna be God. Nothing uh, that we ever do could ever shock God. It couldn't surprise him. It's not going to, our humanity is not gonna catch God off guard. Can I get an amen to that? God is love, period. First John four sixteen says, So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God. And God abides in them. So this one took me a little bit of time to wrap my head around, but it's so important. If the nature of God is love, then his knowing of us, his searching of us, is governed by the fact that he loves. Think about that just for a minute. Love is not something God does, it's something he is. It's who he is. So if the nature of God is love, then his knowing or knowledge of me is governed by the fact that he loves me. Every decision God makes on our behalf is made from love, regardless of what uh, that might look like. You know, as parents, um, we all, if we went around this room, I mentioned spanking earlier to be in jest, but every one of us have different ways that we believe our children should be raised, right? Regardless of the consequence, the hope as a good parent who's living, following God, And and living his example out for your children is that we would love them regardless of the consequences, regardless of what decisions they make, we love. And that's what God does for us so much greater. So for me, the key to this entire chapter this morning all comes down to David's final prayer, harsh words and thoughts, but ultimately with a heart that was humble and willing and that's our call to action, a self-assessment this morning. God will continue to do the searching, and in response, remember that word haker is a verb. It requires action. So God's, God will continue to do the searching, and in response, our action, we continue giving God an invitation to do a work in our hearts and our lives. Search me, O God, just finishing, going back to those last two verses, verse 23 and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I'll close with this this morning. What is your prayer today? We're all at different places and different seasons of life. Some of you may be new Christians. Some of you may have lived a lifetime with the Lord. Some of you might not even know where you stand with God. But he loves us the same today. He loves us the same. And one little nugget is that David's prayer, the prayer that he prayed, is the same prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden. Not my will be done, but yours be done. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. If there's anything, lead me to the way everlasting. It's, it's very similar. And so that's the pattern in which we want to live our lives. Whatever injustice, I, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know what you're facing today. Whatever pain, whatever challenge you're facing, even if it's a consequence of a choice that you made, we can all be in the same place and just say, God, I, I want to allow you to do your work in my life. You can pray those tough prayers, and here's the cool part. Did you know God can handle your tough prayers? He can. He can handle the emotions, he can handle the anger, he can handle the pain. He's God because he's able to look so much further behind all that's happening and the things that you don't understand, and he sees your heart and your intent. This morning, um, my prayer for you is, is that, it's just that. It's that simple that you would walk away knowing that God knows you, he sees you, he's not gonna give up on you, he's gonna continue to search, and that he loves us anyway. Would you pray with me this morning? God, thank you so much for that love. I pray this morning that um, we are reminded that we can walk out of here um, knowing where we stand with you The response part is on us. And so we want to respond today by saying, Lord, search us. And if you see anything in us, I pray that you would uh, help us leave our own path, our own ways, our own decisions behind, and truly, truly listen to you and what you desire for our lives. Lead us into that. Our ways, God, our ways are going to come to an end, but your ways are eternal. And so this morning, our eyes are on you. Our ears are open. We thank you so much for being here. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for knowing us. Thank you for the relationship that we have with you and for that love that's just so unconditional, God. We love you. And we ask that you would continue to move in us this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. As we close this morning, Pastor Scott and Addie are going to come to the front if you've got any needs or maybe you're in that place where you're just confused about God and you don't, you're not even sure what you believe. Or maybe you've lived a life and you're trying to believe God for something. Please come to the front. We'd be happy to pray with you. Uh, and while they're praying, would everyone stand this morning and we're going to worship with this last song. Thank you.
0: over me You have been so, so
4: I'm, I'm so thankful uh, for Tammy, for her message today. Um, thanks, man. Is this one now? I'm so thankful for Tammy, for her message today, uh, seeing that all come together. And there's two things I'm gonna take away with me today. Um, one, just the idea that God sees me, right? That God sees you, right? Where you are, as you are. That God knows you. Um, the, the one who created all knows you, he sees you, and he loves you, sometimes despite Definitely not uh, because because of who he is. He loves you. And the second thing I'm going to take away is this: I cannot wait for that moment that later this afternoon, as I'm walking through Publix or waiting for my pub sub, and I hear a wife crying out "Kaka, Kaka!" as she's hunting for her husband. I cannot wait for that moment. Um, and if that's you, I, I cannot. That's going to be awesome. Please. If this is your first Sunday with us, we're so thankful that you would gather with us. Uh, meet us out in the lobby uh, or in the Next Steps room. We'd love to connect with you, find out how we can get you plugged in. Would you pray with me now? Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you so much uh, for this morning, for this time. And, Daddy, we thank you for loving us, for seeing us, for knowing us. God, in the midst of all of our craziness, in the midst of all of our not put togetherness God, in the midst of our anxieties, God, you know right where we are. You know right what we need. And God, that is to be loved, to be loved by the one who created it all. So we are so grateful for you, for who you are and who you've called us to be. Help us to love with that sort of awareness in our lives, and our marriages, as we parents and our relationships. God, help us just to see, to know, and to love. God, see through, to not be offended, but to, to love people.